My name's Neely. I'm here, of course, with Kaylee Savona. Kaylee, hello. Hi, Neely. Hi. Um, so it is summertime it uh, is summer. in Michigan. Usually that's lovely. It's been like mid-80s, which for most people probably is like, uh, wow, that's like a beautiful summer day. I'm kind of getting a little tired of how hot it is. Not is that me. the same for you? Mm-hmm. No? Okay, you love the heat. I love the heat. Okay. Uh, I was just contemplating, um, you know, it, we've had like, I don't know, 10 consecutive days of like perfect days. And it's almost mm-hmm. like, is it too perfect? Yeah. Like, where's the rain at? Where's the clouds? I don't know. But I'm fine with it. Yeah. So, you know, one of my favorite things about summer, I don't know if you know this or not, uh, is that Gallup releases the State of the Global Workplace uh, yes, report. It's so exciting. <laughs> so really. this is what we're going to talk about today. So it's, it's going to be great. So um, Kaylee, uh, of course, as part of our shorties, uh, always digs this stuff up uh, and we'll banter about it and we'll give you the link to it. And um, some information for you to take back to your workplace uh, and have a better understanding of what's going on out there in the world. Um, right. We're gonna, I think we're gonna just gonna cover the top points from a global perspective, um, and then try to reapply it to uh, maybe local U.S. folks. But um, some really interesting tidbits here, some really interesting trends, and even some reversals of trends uh, that is really exciting to see. So let's dig in. Let's dig in. I think let's start with the good news. Um, employees are thriving. They have reached an all-time high in 2022, so that's awesome. We're at 23% of the world's employees being engaged, which is the highest it's been since Gallup started measuring in 2009. Um, And when you look at it, there's actually been a seven-point increase in South Asia alone. So that's been a big boost, Um, and South Asia leads the world in employee engagement at 33%. So I I guess what's crazy... First of all, if you don't, if you're not familiar with these reports, you're like 23%. That's not great. Um, there are three <laughs> categories in which they uh, measure engagement: either you are engaged, you are disengaged, or you are actively disengaged. Um, so only three options there. Um, and through polling, they figure out where each of these employees land. Um, so you mentioned the increase of seven points uh, in South Asia. That's significant. Because uh, that includes India, and India is slated to become the world's largest country by population this year. Um, so Asia leading the world at 33% employee engagement rate. That's significant because of how many millions and maybe even billions. We got to like do some fact checking if there's billions of people that uh, live in this in the South Asia region. Uh, so 33% compared to 31% in the U.S. Uh, so similar, but again, population differences there. Europe. The caboose when it the comes caboose. to employee <laughs> so engagement, thirteen percent. Yeah, they put a Yikes. thirteen up there. So um, I don't know what's going on over there, but uh, a big gap when it comes to employee engagement mm-hmm. around the world. So moving on to point number two, um, the sad news. Okay, <laughs> we started with good news. We're moving into sad news uh, basically immediately. Um, most of the world's employees are quiet quitting. So most of employees fall into that second category, not engaged, disengaged, um, where you would consider that as quiet quitting. Uh, 59% of the world's uh, employees. That's almost two thirds. Like if you think about it. Yeah. I remember saying the stat um, that two thirds of the workforce are either disengaged or actively disengaged. Now we're almost to the point of saying two thirds of the workforce are disengaged. Like um, that is kind of nerve wracking. I think there's a couple of other stats later on 
um, that get into some of the causes of that. Um, but that's important because low engagement actively costs the global economy nine trillion dollars a year. That's such a big work. Absurd. A, a big number. Um, and it accounts for nine percent of global GDP. So um, the level of engagement in your employees has impact on your productivity, on your profitability, um, and it's going to cost you. And if that is continuing to go up, that's not good. Um, so we got to figure out what's going on underneath that is causing these employees to feel disengaged. Yeah, I think it speaks to the opportunity here. Not that we should ignore the completely actively disengaged people, the people that might be causing the most problems. But think about this large chunk that's just putting in the minimum effort and they're not feeling very psychologically connected to their organization. If you can target that group, think of all that extra money. There's just so much, so much you can profit from there. True. So a couple of these quotes, I think it's very, it's interesting to see um, some of these participants provide some quotes. Um, It's happened many times that I have addressed things, staff members have addressed things and then nothing changes. So that's a call out to leadership. Mm -hmm. Um, You might be uh, engaging your teams in surveys and, you know, getting their feedback. But what are you doing? Are you taking action out of that? Um, Frank says, I wish my manager was more present. Ouch. If you're Frank's manager and you read this in the Gallup, oh man. Um, (laughs) so I I mean, it's, it starts at the top. It starts with leadership. And I think, uh, we have the power to influence those changes, uh, to make a difference in in that stat. Definitely. Moving on to number three, Unfortunately, another sad stat here, stress remained at a record level high across the globe. So we're at 44% of employees saying that they experienced a lot of stress the previous day, which is the exact same it was in 2021. Um, And this has been kind of slowly rising for the last decade. But yeah, we're, we're just seeing these very high stress levels, especially in the US, Canada, and East Asia. And if you remember in our conversation with Rebecca Trabowski, um, remote workers actually experience more stress throughout the day because that work life um, lines, those those barriers are now broken down. Uh, and now it feels like all of life's stresses are happening at any given time. Um, so that could be a compounding factor. But, you know, you mentioned over the last several years, uh, this is up 13 points since 2009. Um, and really, the pandemic didn't wobble that very much. Uh, only a point difference between 2022 and 2020. I think it's just overall work is stressing people more out, right? Are we yeah. are we a more anxious society? Are we um, more easily susceptible to stress is the type of work that we're doing? Stressing us out is the pressure being put on us. So a, a lot of things to consider when it comes to stress at work. But the good news is when we're coming back to engagement again, uh, your engaged employees are less likely to report that they have felt a lot of stress the day before. Um, Some people see pressure as a privilege. Some people see pressure as stressful. If I'm engaged in the work, if I'm tuned into the work, if I am aligned with the work and and what we're doing, maybe I'm not feeling that stress, even though that pressure may be the same. If I am disengaged, I don't like what I'm doing. I don't agree with what's happening. I'm probably going to take that pressure in a different way, and that's going to hit me as stress. So some interesting... differences in whether I'm engaged or not engaged with the work that I'm doing. Yeah, it's super interesting. Um, And then moving on to number four, we're going kind of back up here into some more positive news. The world experienced a widespread resurgence in jobs. So when employees were surveyed, 
53% of them in 2022 said that now is a good time to find a job where I live. Um, so this is actually up eight points from 2021. We had in 2019, it was at 55%. And then, of course, it dropped significantly during the pandemic. So we're kind of back up to those pre-pandemic levels almost, um, which is great to see. So a lot of trends that are happening uh, around where job availability is impacted. And the reality is, if the majority of employees are either not engaged or actively disengaged, if they are either quiet quitting or loud quitting, guess what? There's a job available for you. Um, so I think the options are available. I think um, if we need to make that shift, maybe encourage that shift so we can backfill with employees that are actually interested and tuned in and try to get one of those engaged employees that can add more productivity. Um, it's an interesting environment where the majority of people don't feel like they're happy with the work they have, yet there is plenty of job availability to go elsewhere. So uh, we were talked about the great resignation and that shift. It sounds like the playing field is even more open now than it was in 2020 because of the job availability. So uh, an interesting trend to keep track of. Agreed. And obviously it's positive for both the employees and the employers. Like you said, we want people to be happy in their jobs. They'll be more engaged. Um, unfortunately, do have to go back to some bad news, though. Over half of employees have expressed intent to leave their job. It's crazy. It's crazy. So 51% um, said they're watching for or actively seeking a new job right now. Um, but what's interesting is that Gallup found there's different levels of pay increases that people require in order to leave their job. So for engaged employees, they want to see at least a 31% pay increase, while the actively disengaged and the not engaged employees said, oh, a 22% is good enough for me. So... Yeah, we'll get into this in number seven, but it's really interesting to see the reasons why people are quitting. And then uh, we've talked before about how pay is just one of the things that people consider uh, in taking a new job and opportunity. But yeah, um, your less engaged people are more likely to be bought out. Wow, what wow, a concept. it's crazy. Thanks, Gallup. <laughs> so interesting trend so far. So number one, we've got a higher pocket of engaged employees, which is good, but a growing middle pocket of not engaged employees, which means actively disengaged or maybe moving up the funnel a little bit into maybe not actively being loud and disengaged, but at least not completely engaged and ready to be happy. We have stress levels that are up. We have job openings that are up. And then we have intent to leave, which is also up. Um, these trends are all going to combine in at, at some point or another. Uh, and probably the 2024 report will show us what happens uh, with this. But really interesting uh, in these top five global takeaways. So moving on to number six. This is so great. The level of employee engagement has four times as much influence on an employee's stress level than where they are working. So we've talked about fully remote employees experiencing more stress. Um, that is sometimes the case. Um, but you will see that the stress level is actually more impacted by whether you are engaged, not engaged, or actively disengaged versus if you are on-site, hybrid, or fully remote. Right. And it's also interesting to read some of these quotes over here on the side because people are having such different experiences, whether they're hybrid or remote. Um, we have a quote here. I have more time to spend with my family and my wife, with my dogs. So I spend less time in traffic and more quality time with the people I care about. But then directly below that, we have the sentiment, I guess having my workplace at home has made it more challenging to separate myself and step away from work. That just shows the vastly different experiences that people are having 
across different work locations. So that makes sense that it's less about where you are working and way more about how engaged you are, how connected you feel. Are you able to disconnect after work? Sure. And again, going back to this steel case report, um, hybrid and remote work is really not as prevalent in different pockets in different regions. So US, UK, like the Western civilization, more remote, more hybrid options versus East Asia, South Asia are more on site. Um, so some of this data may be skewed when it relates to stress levels, but still interesting to see, um, again, the more engaged you can get your employees, the better results we're going to have. That's probably the biggest takeaway. Yeah, for sure. Well, we're on to our final point, number seven, um, quiet quitting employees know what they would change about their workplace. Um, so when we break it down here, the most important thing for these, this giant group of quiet quitting employees is engagement or culture at 41%. Um, so we're talking things like people want to be more recognized. Um, they want their managers to be more approachable so that they can be honest and talk openly. They would like more autonomy um, in order to be more creative. They want to learn more. They want to be respected and they want fair chances at being promoted. Yep. Um, so that's 41% of those responders say engagement or culture would uh, be what they would change. In second place at 28% pay and benefits. Okay. So not surprising. People want to be paid more because they feel like their work, they are working harder and they deserve more money. Makes sense. Heard that before. Um, what's interesting about the benefits though is a lot of these have to do with the fact that you're making me come to the office, so you may as well do blank. That includes a better cafeteria. That includes mm -hmm. a voucher for gas. That includes subsidized childcare. So, okay, if you're going to bring me back into the office, uh, let's you know show me the money, show me the benefits, uh, and, and give me a reason to uh, make that commute. Definitely. And the third one is well-being at 16%. So here we have people saying. I would like to know about shift changes in advance so that I can organize my free time. I know when I'm going to be off. People want less overtime. They want to work from home more. Um, and they would like longer breaks so they can eat without rushing or just have breaks in general at work. I don't know if people just aren't getting breaks at work, but people would like breaks. They would like a health clinic on site. And they also want, which we talked about this with Rebecca, they want different spaces in the office, like places to relax, places to get together with their colleagues and connect and socialize instead of just having workspaces. Yeah. So well-being, it's, you know, at the end of the day, taking care of your people. Uh, and these are some of the things that they find important. So uh, if you want to maintain that 60% pocket of not engaged employees, this is the feedback that they're giving. These are the things that you could change in your workplace uh, to keep them and not have them look elsewhere for work. For sure. A great report. We're going to share the link uh, in the in the episode description so you can follow along and, and even go in, uh, look region by region to see uh, the different results uh, by geolocation. Thanks for bringing this, Kaylee. Of course. Thanks, Neely. Thanks for joining us today. And special thanks to The Fracture and Jay Matthews for their original music. Stay tuned for more episodes coming out every week that will touch on the topics that are important to HR and people leaders like you. If you have any recommendations or feedback, or if you are looking to partner on creating a more engaging recognition program, you can contact us at podcast at And as always, thank you. Thank you.